This is a Soulfire production. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about creating versus predicting. This is something that came through really intensely for me earlier today, and I thought I need to podcast about this because I love it. I love it. So backtracking. If you listen to my episode with my friend David Lyon, we talked about this. David is an incredible channel. Definitely check out that episode if you haven't already listened. But we were talking about how when our gifts first opened up, it was like everything opened up, this whole world of all of these things you can access and do and all the fun stuff. He was sharing his experience with that. And I also had the same thing. And then over time, things got more and more refined for a number of reasons. But what I have found is that is how I am just naturally led to whatever wants to come through me at that time. So it's really just whatever's coming through is what's meant to come through. And I've talked about this before in different places, but I'm, I'm not really one to try and push for information that's not coming through. I think that's where a lot of people start to get in their minds more than their intuition. And I know that's just how it works for me. So whatever I'm meant to be talking about or focusing on, that's just the bulk of what's going to be coming through for me naturally. So I'm just allowing the stream, the guides, my higher self source to bring through whatever wants to be shared or done <laughs> through me. And that's just how I, I let it flow. I don't, I don't try and force it in a certain way. And that's why it's a really interesting thing. This for sure relates to quad right questions, like viewing myself as a well and then questions bring out things within me. And there's this thing within me where I know somebody might ask a question and it's not that it's a bad question, but at all, but I'll have this thing in me where I'm like, that's the wrong question. Like, I'm just like, no, 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 that's not it. (laughs) That's not it. Something wrong with the question. It's a great question, but it's, it's this strange mechanism with me energetically where I can just tell someone's asking the wrong question in terms of that's not the quote unquote, right question that's going to be the key that unlocks whatever wants to come through at this time. Or sometimes people will ask something and the thing within me that I'm interpreting or labeling right now as that's the wrong question. Again, it's not that it's a bad question or a, you know, quote unquote, wrong question, but that's how it feels in my body because that is the intuitive. That's not actually what wants to be discussed at this time. And often we will try and direct conversations or ask questions because we think we know the direction we want to go in and actually what we really need to allow us to feel how you want to feel or, or unlock whatever we're looking to unlock. It's actually an entirely different thing, which is why sometimes, well, anybody who's ever worked with me knows this. You might ask me a question and then it sounds like I'm going off on a tangent and then you wait and it comes full circle and you're like, oh wait, I did need to hear that. So it seemed unrelated, but it actually was exactly what I needed. And had I answered directly, it would not have been what was needed at that time for us to really get where we needed to go. So anyway, I just you know, allow it to come through. And that is how I am aware of what wants to move through me. So if something's just not naturally flowing, it's not what I'm supposed to dive into at that time. And you look at intuitives and healers, everybody has their own thing, different things they tune into, different styles, different things that they specialize in. And that is what is super cool. You know, so I was thinking about, well, this morning I was watching something and this woman who is a professional remote viewer, like that's her whole business is remote viewing was talking. And I was like, that's so cool. And thinking about how, what happens so often with intuitive work is people can put pressure on themselves to like 
specialize in everything or it reminds me of, you know, people who aren't really familiar with what it actually means to be an intuitive and they might hear I'm a psychic and they're like, oh, what's my birth date? I'm like, that's not really like how it works. <laughs> if you want, if you want to ask about what your childhood trauma is now, I, I can tell you, but <laughs> you know, so there's that level of understanding, but the remote viewing thing, you know, I'm like, if I wanted to remote view, I can. But if somebody was like, I need you to remote view this for me, it's like, that's not my area. Go to a professional for that. Like I can do that, you know, but I just like, I know what naturally wants to flow through me. And if remote viewing isn't what's naturally like where I'm being guided, then that's not the area I am in particular supposed to be focusing on. And I really feel this is true in life of what are you naturally guided toward in your business and relationships, like just in general, following what you're drawn to. And we don't have to be drawn to everything at once. And we don't have to force ourselves to be interested in something that we're not fully interested in. But I will tell you, I see this so often with people in business, and it's probably the number one reason why people's businesses don't grow because they're stuck in resistance because they're not doing what's in alignment. They're doing what they think they should be doing. It's really common in the intuitive healer space because people think, oh, I'm intuitive. So this is how I should use my skills when really that can be used in any industry. So just noticing where we're trying to put ourselves in a box rather than allowing ourselves to be guided to whatever wants to move through us at that time. And that's where work doesn't feel like work. It's just, I'm in the flow and things are coming out and it feels good and it feels effortless. So if you're feeling that heaviness, that resistance as you're creating, as you are you know, in your career, it's like, am I really supposed to be doing it this way <laughs> or doing this? A lot of you have been sending in questions about my love life because you know my upcoming book is about love and relationships. And what I'll tell you is that the most committed relationship I am in is with Ned forever and always. I have been using Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil for years, literally since the company started. I was very skeptical at first because I know most CBD is BS, but the sourcing and quality really impressed me. So I tried it out and it changed my life. I used to struggle with really extreme anxiety, depression. I had horrible inflammation from all of my autoimmune diseases. Obviously that was all affecting my sleep, which then when your sleep is affected, you are not as productive. I was cranky because I wasn't sleeping very well. It just snowballs. It was not good. And literally one dropper's worth a day and now two. completely changed my life. And ever since I started taking Ned, I sleep like a baby, drastically reduced all of my inflammation. I am even keeled throughout the day. I mean, it, it, it just felt like it dissolved my anxiety and I felt like myself again. And I know that this is a really common struggle for people nowadays. And I've worked with so many clients who struggle with sleep and anxiety, and I cannot recommend this stuff enough. I also very strongly credit Ned to being really the only supplement that really helped balance out my hormones. I lost my period for four years. And when I started taking Ned, it finally balanced out my hormones and I got it back. All of Ned's full spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. You can do an image search on Google if you want to. This company is full transparency. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their full extraction process. It's all right there on their website. The products are chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and trichomes, supporting that endocannabinoid system, which typically doesn't get enough love. That is really the balancing system, regulating system of your whole body. 
And I want to give a special shout out to Ned's brand new product, which has been in development for over a year, the De-Stress Blend. It's a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG made with the world's purest full-spectrum hemp and a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, cardamom, and cinnamon. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. And then we have ashwagandha for enhancing your body's resilience to stress, cardamom, which is great for regulating the cortisol response, and cinnamon, a prebiotic to support your gut health and taste delicious. So if you want to try out the new de-stress blend from Ned, a brand that I love and trust, Ned and I have a very special offer for the Christina the Channel audience. Every order over $40 qualifies for 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample. Just go to helloned.com slash Christina or enter Christina at checkout to take advantage of this offer. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. And as always, a huge thank you to Ned for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. So anyway, I just allow it to come through and, you know, for me in particular, whatever is coming through me is typically related to whatever I'm creating bigger picture. So in the past, it's been different programs, now with the different books. So the last year I've been super focused on the deeper levels of manifestation and then you know, I've been in this hole of love and relationships and different types of soul connections because that is what the next book in that series is about. So a lot of what I'm talking about is really just informed by what I'm channeling at that time. And I just let it flow through and it works itself out. But something that gives me that like weird feeling, to be honest. And I was like, why does this make me feel this way? And it's similar to the, somebody asked a question and my body is like, that's not the right question. We need another question. I don't know. I don't know why it's the wrong question, but we need another question. It's similar to that, but it's when people get really obsessed with the like predictive space, to be honest. And it it feels very like 4D rabbit hole, which feels like just like an energy drain. TBH feels like an energy drain. That like 4D rabbit hole, that weird space, which I mean, come on. I think most of us have been there. I've certainly been there. There's value in all of it. I know I had to go in there for a while, but the predictive stuff is like not my thing. Uh, have I predicted a number of things? Yeah, like that comes up in my work a lot. And ask anybody in my mastermind, it's getting kind of scary. Like, <laughs> however, that's that's never been my MO. There are certain people that are super precognitive, and it is very rare to find somebody who's very on the money with that. And that's a beautiful skill set. It's not like my main thing. The way that my work goes, and I was talking to Teal about this because we recorded that episode with her spirit guides. And she's like, I think a lot of people who are newer to the space don't really understand what happens in a session or how it works. Like they think you're just sitting there predicting the future. And that's not how it works. It's like, we're tuning to the energies for you to get some illumination around what the best next move is for you right now in your life. Because we have so many timelines and so many choices and so much can happen. And so it's like, okay, maybe this is a high probability thing that can happen based on where your energy is right now, but you could make a completely different decision tomorrow and like shift what's coming up. So, you know, my friends will always ask me this, like, when am I meeting my husband? And I'm like, well, right now it's going to be fucking 2025. But if you pull your shit together, it could be 2023. So I don't really know what to tell you. 
<laughs> right? It's, it, I don't even like answering it because so much can, can change. And there are some things that are so high probability that, okay, it's very clear, but we have so much choice. And, and that's the value of working with our Akashic Records and, you know, connecting with your higher self, communicating with your spirit guides. It's really around, you know, what's going on right now? What isn't feeling super aligned right now? And how can we shift the energy so you're feeling really good right now? And the predictive space isn't really where I get caught up in. That comes up sometimes. But I think I just, especially over the last year, it's like a weird feeling for me. And, and I was just reflecting on this. I'm like, what is this about? And what the guide said to me this morning, I was like, that, that is the thing. And I feel that a lot more people are, I mean, people are waking up like this is the, this is the great awakening. Everybody is waking up. (laughs) Everybody's waking up. People that you would never expect to be spiritual are starting to open their eyes. I mean, with all of the bullshit that's happened, how could you not realize something else is going on? And then you start to realize all these things we believed and how none of it makes any fucking sense. And there's got to be something else going on. And so a lot more people are very open and and waking up there. And then there's the whole process of unraveling everything. This is where we often get in that 4D rabbit hole of all the conspiracy theories and what's going on there. And I find that a lot of people who get caught in that energy also get really caught in the like predictive space. And I, I noticed this a lot with, like, I feel like YouTube, there were certain communities or people that I would watch like their videos. And I was like, what is this? I call it the aftertaste. Like, what is this aftertaste? And it, it felt like these YouTube communities of people so like it, it's intense. It's actually very low frequency. There are these spiritual communities where everybody is like, what's gonna happen next? What is gonna happen? What does this mean? Or is this gonna happen? Is that when is that happening? When is what are the financials shifting? When is this changing? When are they releasing that? When are the ETs? Co-? It's like all of these questions are the wrong questions. Ineffective. Ineffective. Like not helpful. And it feels so weird to me because it, it is very much like that 4D rabbit hole and it because it feels non-resonant with what I feel is the higher truth. Okay. And this is this is where we come to creating versus predicting. And this is where when they said this this morning, I was like, oh shit, that that is it. That's why that feels so weird to me of when we're getting so caught up in this predictive space. And let's just let's just all be honest. We all do it, right? Look, I would be lying if I said I never asked my spirit guides when my husband is coming. <laughs> right? And it, especially when we know, we, when we know we have access to all of this information and we suddenly are like, well, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? Been there, been there. And then it started to just become less and less appealing. And it's funny because I find this often, I'll, I'll be talking to friends about things and I'm like, well, did you ask your spirit guides or check your records? Like, like when, when people always default to that question of when. And I just feel like, why are we even asking that? And you know why? Because it it is this idea of creating versus predicting. And what they were saying, have I built this up enough? <laughs> what they were saying is you're feeling that icky feeling or that weird feeling because when people are so caught up in the prediction, they are forgetting who they are as the creator. Like that was it. I was like, that is what it is. Because when we're getting so caught up in what's going to happen, how is that serving us versus if I'm living in my now and I'm remembering that I'm a creator, that I'm a co-creator and I'm choosing my timelines and I can choose differently all the time, all I have to worry about is staying anchored into what do I want to create and am I choosing to create that now with my decisions, with my frequency, with how I'm showing up? There's no point in predicting because we're creating it, right? And so it's noticing where am I living in the space of 
When is it going to happen? And forgetting that I'm the creator of when it happens, right? Because what would it look like to really shift the script there in terms of, okay, if I'm deciding that I want to create this, I mean, even assigning certain timelines, there's that balance of, you know, I, I'm choosing that this happens at this time, but also if it's not for my highest and best, I'm going to trust that it, it is going to happen whenever it's for my highest and best. Right. And so there's, there's that balance there in case our ego is saying I need it to happen by this time, which that's the distinction. That's the, like the underlying place where we have to be really honest with ourselves in terms of, am I choosing that deadline, so to speak, from a place of my ego wants it by then for a certain reason? Or am I choosing that deadline because I'm just claiming, I know I can create and I know I can be there by that time. Like, do you feel the difference in the energy? There's a soul level desire versus an ego level desire. And so what's an example? It's like, oh, I'm manifesting that I'm going to meet my husband before this date because, you know, secretly I know I have a wedding to go to the following month and I want, I want a wedding date. <laughs> There's one way to make a deadline. And, and maybe that is also for your highest alignment. Just because our ego wants it doesn't mean that it's not also what our, what our soul wants. Those can line up. But there's also a different energy to it underneath it. One, we're saying, you know what? This is the year that I'm really going to commit to a deep connection. I'm ready for a relationship. I have spent a lot of time just getting to know myself, and I'm actually really ready to show up for somebody and to go deeper with somebody and to open up my heart. And so I'm going to choose and commit to this year. I'm going to allow myself to be available for that. And so this is going to be the year that. I meet my divine life partner and I allow love in. It's a very different energy to claiming that timeline and deciding it and choosing it and creating that timeline versus wanting it from the ego and trying to force it to happen rather than just being in allowance of when is really best for us on a soul level, you know, especially with something like your life partner or attracting in a lot of money or getting this job or moving. When we get in the way, we often unintentionally settle, right? So if you've just decided I need it to happen by this time, and so you're choosing whatever is available at that time, what if you had waited a month longer or a year longer and what was actually 100% in alignment and truly for you and even better, that's when it was available, right? Maybe somebody has to move out of that house that's gonna be perfect for you or maybe the person that's perfect for you is still in a relationship and they've gotta break up with that person and move to your city, you know? So there's other stuff going on, which is why if we're, so committed to something happening like on our timeline from our ego, we often accidentally settle or just get in the way of receiving what we really want. So there's that patience that comes from a knowing that what's for you won't miss you, right? So I know that what's for me won't miss me. So I can know that. And I can also remember that I am a creator. I am a co-creator and I'm stepping into that by acting from it. <laughs> and I could decide like what I'm creating. So what I'm, what I'm manifesting, because this is the thing people view manifesting as like wishing and hoping and sitting on a pillow and seeing what's going to drop in. It is creating, it is taking control of your life. It's deciding this is the reality I'm going to create. And I'm not going to keep giving my power away or waiting for somebody else to save me, waiting for somebody else to change, waiting for somebody else to do it for me or change it for me. I'm going to choose it. And I'm going to shift my energy, take control of what I can control, which is my own energy, and shift that and completely shift my reality all by controlling what I can control, showing up the way that I want to show up, becoming a vibrational match for what I really desire, and attracting in 
what's in alignment. And that's how we are creating our reality. Instead of giving away our power or waiting for something to happen. I mean, so many people are just in this energy of waiting and they're like, why isn't it coming? Well, you're just in an energy of waiting. The easiest hack for shifting your frequency is paying attention to what you interact with first thing when you get up every single day, because this is really going to set the vibrational tone for the day. So think about the first thoughts that pop in your head, the first thing that you listen to, and the first thing that you put in your body, which is why the first thing I put in my body every single day is Organifi green juice. We all know I don't like plain water. I don't even remember the last time I drank plain water. I just I just can't. Green juice is incredible for giving you a natural boost of energy without any extra caffeine. And it contains 11 different superfoods to support detoxification in the body. I feel like at this point, my entire life revolves around supporting detox because we are just processing so much energy all the time, all of the toxins in the environment, emotions, different frequencies, 5G, you know, all the stuff. What I love about green juice is not only does it taste amazing, and to be honest, I would drink it even if it didn't have any health benefits, but it contains everything that he used to separately put into a smoothie or drink every single morning, and it was a pain in my butt. And in green juice, it's all in one convenient powder. Some of these superstar ingredients include Moringa, which I became obsessed with a few years ago. The first time Darren Aline came on my podcast, he got me obsessed with it. It contains nine different vitamins and minerals and is amazing for improving skin health and giving you a natural boost of energy. There's also ashwagandha, which we all know is holy grail for regulating the cortisol response in the body. So I find that really evens out my energy levels during the day. And then chlorella and spirulina, we all know I'm obsessed with. I make sure to get my algae in every single day, loaded with micronutrients and my favorite way to decalcify the pineal gland and support that third eye. I am extremely intentional with everything I put in and on my body. And I just find that starting my day off with green juice every single day sets my tone, keeps my body happy, keeps my vibe high. I just put a scoop into plain water or I like to add in some nut milk as well if I want a little bit of a creamier vibe. But if I'm doing the green apple flavor, no nut milk. Those are your hacks. The new crisp apple flavor literally tastes like apples. It's so delicious. And the original flavor is like this fresh minty green juice. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a shamrock shake if you put some nut milk in it. It's so good. So if you want to get your hands on some green juice or any of Organifi's other incredible products, you can go to Organifi.com slash CTC and my code CTC will get you 20% off. That is spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC and that code CTC will get you 20% off. Get your hands on green juice if you haven't already. It will totally change your life. And whenever you place your order, definitely tag me on social media so I can see what you got. This is the other thing. Oh man, this is the other thing. (laughs) I can't emphasize this enough. You have spirit guides, all right? You have them. Everybody has them. (laughs) You've got all kinds of energies around you that want to support you, that want to help you but they're not going to intervene. They honor free will. And so we've got to mobilize the troops. You got to mobilize the troops. So if you're just sitting there, oh, I'm going to wait and see what drops in. You feel like nothing's happening. You need to be like, yo, yo, spirit guide, spirit team. This is what I want to create. This is what we're calling in. This is what we're going to do. This is what it's going to look like. Super pumped. I'm also open to it happening in an even better way than I could have planned. So feel free to pleasantly surprise and delight me. That would be great. But this is what I need you to do. I need you to go 
hit up these people, let them know to come find me over here. I need you to go tap this person on the shoulder so they can help me with that. I need you to go find me somebody to do X, Y, Z. Like this is what I'm looking to create. And so these are the things I'm going to need support with. Can y'all go handle that? And they will go handle that. But you have to mobilize them. You have to direct them. You have to ask. You have to ask and give permission. Give permission. Give permission to receive information. Give permission for divine intervention. Give permission, you know, for your spirit guides to do stuff. I, I mean, I, I've, I've learned this because I've lived it. There have been a number of things that I was like, why is this shit not moving along? <laughs> And my spirit guides were like, well, you never told us, like you've been thinking about it and talking about it, but you never told us to do it. Like you want us to go, I'm like, yeah, come on, help me out. And then it comes in really quickly. So the question is, are you putting your guides to work? Are you mobilizing them? They want to support you. They want to help you out, but you have to ask and you have to give permission. And you know what that is? That is being a leader. That is leading. It's being the leader of your own life. And that's the reason why so many people don't actually create the realities they want. They don't actually step into their power as co-creator because they're afraid to be a leader. They, they would rather just wait for everybody else to do it for them or just see what drops in. And that's fine. You can do that. But if, if you actually want to fully take hold of your power as a co-creator and like choose the timeline, then claim it, choose it, own it, ask for help, like decide, you know, calibrate to something, release the things that aren't in alignment anymore. And that is where this creating versus predicting thing I think is so important. And it was just such a, like so simple, so obvious, but so powerful for me to really think about that of, okay, that is why this prediction obsession and this like predictive thing is feeling so yuck to me because it's like, let's, instead of predicting or trying to predict or figure out when it's going to happen, let's just decide, well, what do we want to create? And I'm choosing something else. I was just talking to my friend because she's going to, I'm sure she's going to listen to this. But it was such a simple, great example, real life example. She's going out of the country for a wedding that she's super excited about. It's a couple days before and she gets the flu. She gets the, you know what? (laughs) And I was like, how are you feeling? And she's like, well, you know, I'm resting. I'm taking all my immune support and I'm going to be better by Wednesday when my flight goes out because that's just what's going to happen and there's no other option. So that's what it is. And do you see the difference in that energy? versus, oh my gosh, I hope, like, I don't know, when do you, th- can you ask, like, your spirit guides, when am I going to get better? I don't know, do you think I'll be better by this week? Like, it's it's a couple days away. I heard it's going to take a week. And now what we're doing when we're going into that worry, when we're going into that, like, those are energies, like, predictive energies. What's going to happen? Well, I don't know. It, it's in the question itself is uh, something's already happening that I don't have control over. Because we're not even going to ask the question unless there's a piece of us that thinks this has already been decided and predetermined. So when's it going to happen? Uh, when you actually know, like, I'm a creator and I get to choose this, exactly what she said. She's like, well, I'm deciding this is going to be gone by Wednesday when I'm taking off because that's just how it's going to be and the universe is going to make it happen. And so there it is. There's not a question. And I think that's a really powerful thing for us to just tune into. Like, where am I getting a little too in that predictive energy wanting to know when it's going to happen. And underneath that is is that me kind of forgetting that I am a co-creator. And so instead of asking, when is it going to happen? What if I decided? And I was thinking about this with, I was listening to this interview today and they were talking about, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with the ETs? What's going to happen with the earth? What's going to happen? You know, money, all, all the stuff that people are really freaking out about because they're forgetting their co-creatorship. <laughs> But people are like freaking out and like, what's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen here? And I feel that this has become a big thing in the spiritual space. And I'm not saying there's like 
no place for that. There are people who are getting really important information that I'm really grateful they're sharing, but this is coming back to, can you consume information responsibly? Because somebody might be getting very clear information that is accurate and a representation of what's going to happen as of right now, based on the current energy and what we're choosing. But people could make a huge, like a, a drastic shift, like things can happen and timelines can change. And as these people were asking these questions on this interview, I was just thinking like, I don't care. Like, and this is the problem. People will listen to something and someone's like, oh, this is going to happen in this year. This, this is going to happen in this year at this time. And people start worrying about it. And then everybody starts energizing it. They're energizing that timeline by worrying about what that person said. And so they're, now they're adding more momentum to it. So either can we learn to consume that responsibly and hear it and be like, well, I don't have to take that on. It's just a possibility. Maybe it's a strong probability, but you know what? If I don't like that, I'm going to change it and I'm going to energize something else. Or just don't listen to it if, if you feel like you can't handle that. But I think, you know, that's part of a skill we all need to develop of we have to be able to hear things and not totally own it, you know? And again, I want to be really clear, like there are people who are getting predictive information that's super accurate and it's important. Like if that's what's coming through for them, there are people where that's their role. But what I'm saying is timelines can also shift and change and if somebody's saying something's going to happen that you don't want to happen, are you going into fear and then just adding more momentum to it? Or are you going to say, you know what, I'm a creator too. And I have the power to, to choose a different timeline as well. And you know what, I'm not really going to go into that. So what I'm going to focus on is what I want to happen. And that is what I'm going to actually energize. I mean, the future is, there's a lot up in the air. There's a lot up in the air. And what I'll say big picture when it comes to ascension and all aspects of that and all of the crazy shifts and changes that are happening that we're going to see happening, it comes down to like a choice. It, it just comes down to a choice of, am I going to choose the fear? Am I going to choose the worry? Am I going to choose to keep playing that 3D game and choosing to stay in that game where I'm choosing to forget the power I have? Or am I going to claim my power as a co-creator and really like staying in that higher level of consciousness and deciding I'm not playing that game anymore. I'm actually like rising above it. I'm programming the matrix. I am programming the matrix. That's me doing that. Like, can you claim that for yourself? I am in my own video game and I could pretend like somebody else is doing the programming or I can decide, wait, I'm the programmer. So if I want to change how this goes, I'm going to go and change the code because you can do that. And this is also relevant in terms of collapsing or expanding timelines. Maybe you're anchoring into a belief that something's going to happen a certain date or a certain year. And maybe it's something really great that you really want. And maybe there's an option where you could collapse the timeline and it could happen tomorrow. And this is where a lot of us unintentionally block ourselves from receiving things even sooner than we could. We decide, oh, that's happening next year. At the end of the year, I'm super excited and I have to wait for it versus there can be an option where you collapse it and it comes in tomorrow. So if you've already decided that it's happening, you've like predicted, oh, this is happening at this date. I think it's happening in a couple months. Like what if you decided, well, I'm actually available for it as soon as it's ready, as soon as it's a vibrational match and you could collapse that. And this is a big thing for me with speed. I'm going to bring this up because like it's something I'm good at. I'm, I move really fast. I move really fast. And that's something I didn't recognize until it's something everybody reflects to me. And that's one of the ways I collapse timelines is I noticed where like I used to draw things out. And this is where a lot of business owners like 
get in their own way with all of their pre-planning. We're doing this month, this, this month, and this next month. And this is this growth plan, whatever. I'm like, you know, you do you, but here's the thing. Flying by the seat of my pants has seemed to work. (laughs) It has seemed to work. And I noticed that there were just so many things in my life that I was deciding had to take a long time. And that's just bullshit. I mean, even look at look at healing the physical body and it's like, oh, well, this or, or healing something emotionally. It's like, oh, well, this where do we tie into a belief that it has to take a certain length of time when it's like, what if I was just available for this changing as quickly as is possible for my highest and best, like whatever I'm vibrationally available for. And that's where things come in really, really quickly. And you notice changes really, really quickly. You know, I always think about this. I was like, how sick would it be if there was some type of study? I don't even know how they would do this, but because culture, media, but how cool would it be if there was one group of people who let's say they were looking to lose weight, change their body composition, and they go into some like school and they're taught that, you know, if you move your body this way and you, you know, adjust your nutrition in this way, you're going to lose weight. And this is the average rate. And it will probably take about, you know, I don't know, three to four months to see these shifts. And, and people are learning this. And what if there was another group of people that went to this school where they were, <laughs> why do I want to say positively brainwashed, <laughs> positively brainwashed with the idea of, okay, so I mean, it could either be the same thing with with nutrition and exercise, but we just collapse the timeline. It's like, it could just be, oh, if you make these adjustments, you'll start to see results within as little as three days. And you tell people that. And then noticing how quickly their bodies change, right? And then even, even if you tell people, oh, you know, if you eat, th- this is true with any diet, right? If somebody believes that a certain diet is going to make them lose weight really quickly, they're going to be more likely to see that result. You know, it's classic placebo effect. But my point is, what are these things that we've decided? And there can be lots of science behind this. I'm not saying there's not science behind that, but there's also science behind placebo effect. And there's also science behind quantum physics and collapsing timelines. They just don't want us to know that. And what if we could use that to our advantage? We could use that to change our bodies. We could use that to change our businesses. We can use that to call things in really quickly. And I move really quickly because I'm not going to limit myself by saying this has to take me a certain amount of time. I mean, when people are like, how long does it take you to write your books? I don't know, 10 hours. (laughs) Well, if you've decided your book needs to take you four years to write, well, probably will because you're going to pace yourself out like that. So I'm not saying that things won't take time. There are some things that maybe are a longer process because there are so many beautiful lessons and opportunities within that longer process. And sometimes our ego thinks, oh, I want it faster when it's actually more ideal that it's a, a bit slower. Sometimes we can get that expansion hangover. It's just like too much too soon or we're unintentionally settling like I talked about before. But sometimes there are times when it's totally available and accessible to collapse the timeline and move things forward. So why not be open to it? Why not be available? Why not shift from predicting to creating? And then do we need to predict anything? Because we're creating. So think about it like you get a canvas out and you're going to paint. Are you going to sit there and like predict what do I think is going to end up on the other side? Or are you going to be like, well, I'm creating it. I'm going to waste time predicting how it's going to turn out. I'm literally going to create it and, and choose it. That's the shift. So I hope that you found this interesting. I felt like that message was just so, this is what I love when they're simple, they're obvious, but they're profound. And they're just reflecting to us, man, where am I? Are these little places that I'm still giving my power away or forgetting how powerful I truly am? 
forgetting that I am a co-creator. And for me, I would, you know, I think that's really helpful of where am I wondering when this is going to happen and why am I wondering that? And what would it look like for me to just fully shift into creatorship? Food for thought. Food for thought. I don't know why that phrase is kind of weird, but I said it. So anyway, let me know if you found this to be interesting and helpful. If you did enjoy this episode, be sure to share it to social media, tag me at Christina the channel and tag our new Instagram at Christina the channel podcast. Always appreciate those shares. Maybe send it to someone, the link to somebody if you think they would enjoy this episode as well. Nice little energy exchange way to show some love. Thank you so much for tuning in today. That's going to be it for this episode. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. Go create something very magical. And I will chat with you again very soon.